I'm Bob, and I collect stamps. Welcome back. This is Bob Collects Stamps. I'm Bob. This time I'm going to talk a little about the printing of stamps. In particular, I want to talk about intaglio printing. This kind of printing is spelled I-N-T-A-G-L-I-O. The G is silent, and it's properly pronounced intaglio, or something like that. It took me only 40 years to find that out. When I heard a talk about stamps, and the speaker said it, and had a slide that it had it written, I'd never heard anyone speak the word, since all my learning was through books and magazines. So now that we're over pronunciation, let me talk a little bit about printing. Remember Gutenberg? Neither do I. He died in 1468. I'm not that old. Johannes Gutenberg is famous for adapting printing to movable type. Each letter was on its own little metal plate. He is lead for them because instead of hand carving all the letters, he made a master mold and poured liquid lead into the mold to make his plates. The letter was carved out so that it stood above the rest of its tiny plate. The little plates with letters were then lined up in rows and set into a big frame to form a full printing plate. Ink was rolled onto the plate and stayed on the top of each carved letter. When a piece of paper was pressed against the plate, the ink transferred from the tops of the letters onto the paper. The printer would then re-ink the plate and press another piece of paper on top. Before Gutenberg, each page plate had to be carved out whole, usually from wood, and if a mistake or gouge were made in the wrong place, either the printer used the bad plate or had to start all over again. Gutenberg's little letters could be moved around and reordered, and if a mistake were made, the printer could just move the letter to the right place, either before printing or after printing a test sheet. Proofreading became big business, separated from printing, once printers started using this system. If you've ever seen a typewriter, you've seen this type of printing. The keys of the typewriter move levers or a ball with raised letters which hit the ink ribbon and smash it into the paper, leaving the ink behind. I use the past tense there, but lots of printers still use similar systems, whether with letters or artwork. I've used it myself. The other kind of stamps, the rubber ones, use that raised design type of printing. Near home, hand cancels use it too. You may see this kind of printing referred to as typeset. So what about the supposed topic of this episode, intaglio? Like typeset printing, intaglio printing uses a plate. But unlike typeset printing, the design is carved down into the plate. It is not raised above the surface, but set below. Like Gutenberg letters, usually this kind of printing plate is made of metal, but other surfaces can be used. The important thing is that the plate needs to be non-porous. It can't have any little holes that might let ink into the surface. If the ink soaks into the surface, even little, that surface can transfer that ink back to the paper. In typeset printing, it doesn't matter so much, and wood blocks and other materials can be used. You can even carve a potato to do regular printing with, if you need to make cards anytime. Anyway, when the intaglio plate is ready to be inked, the ink is held by the sunken design of the plate and wiped off the surface. Then the paper is put on the surface of the plate and pressed very hard. It takes more pressure for this technique to work than it does for typeset printing. The paper has to be pressed hard enough that it pushes slightly into the depressions created by the carved design, so it touches the ink, and ink can transfer to the paper. 
Usually, the lines in intaglio printing need to be very fine in order for this to work. If there's too large an open puddle of ink in the design, the ink will run across the surface and ruin the print. The finer the lines, the better the picture on the stamp will be. The plate lines also need to be shallow, but deep enough to hold just the right amount of ink. If they're too deep, then the lines hold too much ink, and again, the paper gets the runs. Too shallow, and there will not be enough ink to transfer the appropriate amount of ink to the paper to make the design. The engravers, the people who make these plates, have to be highly skilled in order to get it really right. And since these stamps are all engraved rather than intaglio, you may see a stamp listed as engraved instead, or simply have an engraver in addition to the artist. There are a couple of other techniques of engraving that are used for printing, but if any are used on stamps, I've never heard of them. Most stamps before at least the middle of the 20th century were printed by intaglio. Many stamps still are, though with the invention of the computer, they're much less likely to have been engraved by a person, and instead they're being etched by a computer. This is too bad, in my opinion. The march of progress and all that. There's another type of printing called offset printing that's commonly used, but I'm going to leave that for a future episode because it's a little more complicated. So that's intaglio printing with a big dose of typeset printing. Keep collecting, collect what you want. Don't follow anybody else's rules, except have fun and take care of yourself and your stamps. Thanks for listening. Thank you.